Energy. Energy, energy, energy. <laughs> Did you just say Rochelle Obama? Michelle. Michelle. Okay, I thought you said Rochelle Obama. I know I have a thick accent. <laughs> What's your name? Sarah. <laughs> These people are calling me Mustang. Because everyone says to me, <laughs> Do people call you Mustang? <laughs> And I'm like, not twice. <laughs> I use my fake name. <laughs> What's your fake name? Sally. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey, Sally. We're actually a little late with the podcast this week. Just a day late. Oh, sorry for having a life. <laughs> no, that's all right. I had a life too, so. Although you didn't respond to my message last night, so I'm suspecting you had company. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, are you denying <laughs> it? No, but it doesn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, but I like making you squirm. <clears throat> um, this is the last episode. Okay, guys, let's reset. <laughs> the last episode of season three, Sarah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So we've done, this will be the 33rd episode we've done of Oh Hey Gays since April. So that's that's quite an achievement, I think. Um, yeah. Well, to me anyway. That you're still alive. <laughs> that you are still working here. <laughs> <laughs> this is considered work? <laughs> yeah, um, well, it is for me. Wow. Well. Um, no, I wanted to talk to you, though, in this last episode about I guess kind of like toxic people. Um, I had an experience on the weekend that I want to share with you and it had me like really, really thinking about myself and other people, particularly women, um, and and life choices and stuff. I don't know, it just seemed to, to really sort of get me on that, that deep level as I just hit my chest, you know, homie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, so basically what happened was um, I stopped in at a friend's party and another woman was there that I knew and her partner, who is a man, uh, was there. And, well, I love how be, you have to define. Yeah, well, that's straight. Well, you're talking about women and toxic men, so I... Well, I don't think I said women. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Oh. Mm, I think toxic people, I thought. Anyway, so... <clears throat> Yeah, I was I was at this party and this guy who I'd met once before was just kind of one of those guys that I was talking to her and he was sitting behind her and he was always poking her and, and pressing her and, you know, like so while she was talking to me she was constantly being distracted by him and we were having a serious conversation. We were actually talking about the podcast and we'd worked together so we were talking a bit about some stuff that had happened. Um, and then... It was this constant kind of thing. And then I gave her my Oh Hey Gaze card and he snatched it off her and was then critiquing it for me and critiquing the logo and yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, what is happening? I, I don't understand. Anyway, my the thing that I do in those situations is I just ignore them and essentially pretend that they don't exist in my world, which doesn't make them happy 
I don't think. But I can't. I can't deal with him. Yeah, you can't win in that situation, but Yeah. So I just I just sort of kept carrying on like, okay, every time he did something to distract her, I was like, cool. So then every time she would go inside, he would also go inside. Um and then at one stage we were inside with some other people and she was talking about some work that she'd done and he came up and sort of stood just near us and was like, oh, boring talk about boring things no one wants to know about. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy? Like, what See, the f- I'm not quiet. Well, wait, just, just yeah. Okay, calm down. <laughs> so, no, no. So I was just like, what Maybe the fuck? Maybe you could have saved this for him. No, but this is, <laughs> no, this is the thing though with these kind of guys and this is what I find is that he was fucking rare, like ready for a fight. Yeah. So anyone, someone outside said something to him because he'd been a dick to her and someone said, you know, maybe you shouldn't be such a dick. And he's like, maybe you shouldn't start imposing your values on me and my relationship. You know, it's always this kind of, it was this, everything was an answer. And I was just like, you're such a pathetic waste of space to me that I can't even be bothered being in the same room as you, let alone mm. discussing anything of any value. Because I don't think he is capable of discussing anything of, of any value. Anyway, so then I left and because I was like, you know, you just kind of have enough and I've just had my fill mm. of men explaining things to me and explaining how podcasts work and, you know, stuff like that. And um, I I heard then that he had a stand-up fight with another woman there and was insulting her and, and, you know, doing all this kind of horrible, horrible in-her-face stuff. Then he stormed out. But when he left, uh, his partner blamed the the other person in the fight and said, really do. and said that she'd, provoked him into behaving yeah, like that course. so for me I'd come I'd come home and then so on Sunday morning I'd, I'd spent like a lot of time I guess reflecting about women and and the choices they make you know when when you get to a certain age I, I from what I can understand um, some women think that they deserve to be with this kind of person because they won't be able to find anybody else wow. or and it really had me thinking about settling and these toxic kind of people. And it's not just men. There are plenty of women out there like this as well. Oh, yeah, but it really had me kind of like, what is it that makes people settle with such toxic people? It's, I guess. Nobody wants to die alone. Yeah. Well, I guess there's that. Is societal pressure as well? Mm, maybe. I've never really experienced that. I'm a 40-year-old. I've been single for the majority of my life. Mm. But I I don't feel any pressure. But do you think that's because you're trans as well, like that there was, is part of that? that because no. I think that even as a lesbian, I don't have any problem being single and and nobody really gives me a hard time about it. I mean, people have said to me recently, like, when are you going to start dating again? And I was like, well, I guess when somebody I want to date comes along and also I have quite particular taste um, and I'm and I'm certainly not going to settle with, with someone again that doesn't sort of tick all of my boxes. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. Like, but I'm thinking, do do lesbians and gay people have less pressure in this situation as opposed to straight people? Like, yes. this is a straight woman in her fifties is with this fucking douchebag, and he really is. He's a douchebag. He has hmm. terrible energy. He's just this horrible, horrible person. You can't even be around him for longer than five minutes without getting antsy and wanting to leave. And she's, she seems like stuck with him, like, because I think she thinks that's, that's the best she can do at her age. And she should be grateful for that. Where I think, oh, you've got a lot to offer. Oh, bitch, I would much rather be alone than be in something that isn't going to fulfill me or that I'm not happy in. Yeah. Is that, is that a... A you thing? Do I you think, think it's specifically me. Yeah, I'm very. Um, and to answer you quickly from before, I don't think it's a trans thing because most people at work don't know that I'm trans, so mm. they know my age, and mm, they probably don't know how busy I get, which has been <laughs> less lately. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I've never really felt any judgment or anything from that. Uh, or maybe it happens behind your back, who knows. And your parents aren't waiting for you to settle down or? No. They've got a child. They've got nephews. Grandchildren. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. grandchildren. Um, mm. So, you know, tick, tick. Yeah, so they've already had that ticked off for them. Yeah. Yeah, I look, and, and going back to lesbians, I've never really felt, that pressure people ask me because I think people think I'm perpetually single um which I guess maybe I am I, I you know sort of dabble casually <laughs> uh, I didn't know how to put that um which is something I dabble. prefer um dabble. <laughs> dabble. <laughs> yes I dabble with the ladies boxes <laughs> I stick my toe in the water um to test the temperature but you know I I sort of I kind of guess I avoid I avoid relationships if I can. Yes, but um, you've had some negative ones, so you've probably yeah. learned from that. And I've only really started having serious relationships post-transition, so I've only had three and it's not like they were generally very long. I mean, the longest probably was about six, seven months. Yeah. And that was the most serious. Mm. And one of yeah. Um, but no, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it will change now that I'm over 40. I'm not saying my perception has changed of it. As I said, I would rather much just be at home. I would much rather have that. And of course my friends are at a point in their life where they've got partners and getting married and trying for children and having children. And it does feel a little odd sometimes and definitely friendships have altered. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? Like, I do think it's but easier. I guess I'm just not that settling type. It's not like I haven't settled for guys in the sense of meeting up with people I'm not really that interested in. Mm. But I haven't settled for somebody going, "Well, this is as good as it gets." Yeah, and that's that's the key to me is because I see a lot of women who are these really independent, successful women. And they've got some fucking douchebag, be it man or woman, 
on their arm. And I think, what is this about? Like, obviously, there's some low self-esteem there. There's this is, I'm, you know, passed by use by date or something. Like, I should be grateful for what I can get. Like, is that the thinking? Like, (laughs) (laughs) why are you looking at me when you say that? Um. (laughs) No, but that's what I, I I just, I really was just sitting here and I was like, I, I think it, I I do think it's partly societal. I do think it's, it's self-esteem and you are nobody. unless you have self-esteem, but it's like, unless you have a man or or a a relationship, Mm. like, oh, that's your value. Yeah. No, my value is my own. And I don't have any special extra value in being with somebody. I share with them, but that's so very specific and special between you and whoever you're dating. But, yeah, I just – and that's why I ended one of my relationships is because I just couldn't see a future with them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't settle. And that seems like quite a brave thing to do is ending a relationship because you couldn't see. Oh, trust me, it was the worst thing. A future. But, no, a lot of people don't do that. They'll they'll sit there and, and, and keep going with that and then maybe have children or mm. all that kind of stuff. And then I just – it's that bit for me that I can't I, – because I sat and watched this woman the other night and I was just like it, I'm just so sad about this because – yeah. This is somebody I never thought that I would see her with. And I don't know her that well. So it's, you know, that's me sort of imposing my thoughts about her onto her. But, yeah, it kind of just brought up this all this other stuff for me. And I was really happy as I left that I was me and that I didn't have mm. somebody I was dragging around who was picking fights with people and yelling and screaming at people and, you know, like just being a general douchebag. See, my problem with that is I usually rail against the status quo. Mm. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so in these situations, you're not going to win. And I'm more the personality who's going to react to that, mm. especially if it was some asshole comment. And Look, I think we all know that I've got some sassy comments to get back. So I'd feel comfortable having a verbal spa with somebody like that. But my bigger point is, is the other people, especially the person who was hosting the party. There's a point at which you need to be able to go, this behaviour is not necessary. It's not acceptable and I'm not going to support it in my home mm. any longer. Well, that's and I mean that's what happened in the end because that was my lovely gorgeous friend that was hosting and that's good she then. did, you know, everything. Like but this is but this is the kind of person who would who would spar with you verbally, I think, but also maybe throw a punch like I out oh, of and that's the disgusting thing about those type of people and I will say they're probably generally men. Yeah, it just kind of it, because I guess they have to go for violence. Something else I was thinking about is I actually don't have any of those kinds of people in my life. I don't have anybody in my life who would, you know, start screaming abuse at people because they disagreed with them or, you know, anything like that. Like nobody I know, and I'm really lucky, I guess, would sort of have a, be, be in a situation where the step that they took rather than walking away or going, okay, well, that's your decision or that's your thoughts, that's fine. Mm. 
who would then spring up into somebody's face and start raising their voice and screaming abuse. So that was really interesting as well. I have very, I, I think, positive conversations with somebody. I don't know whether I've told this story before, but I was out um, clubbing with a friend and um, she was from Sweden. Mm. And it was about two years ago and um, when uh, we were outside having a smoke and this guy had asked us where we were from and my friend had said they were from Sweden and he it was during the kind of like mass migration at that time from the Muslim countries and um, he had some very, uh, <laughs> what I believe to be bigoted beliefs mm. about it but he had gotten to this point where he felt that was the elevated response because his response to me when I'm like oh well I don't really agree with that and I'm going to speak up about those things yeah. I'm sorry bigotry racism you know those things you don't mm. demonstrate them in my presence <laughs> yeah well I mean I don't think you should be demonstrating them at all but definitely oh yeah. but yes um but it was fine to have a conversation with him. We disagreed at the end, but we still shook hands and were like, have a good night. Mm. And that seems to me to be a really normal, reasonable thing to do because you're not going to agree with every single person that you meet. It's just those people that start screaming and zero to 100 in, in seconds and it's like, oh, my God. But I will say, and I'm not putting a gender on it, but it, it that is a very masculine trait. I'm not saying that Hashtag women can't. Men. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, thanks. Hannah gets me. Um, oh, but most of you. Um, <laughs> um, but I just find that to be such a masculine thing. And that's because I am dating men. Mm. and most of them have that ability, I think. And I'm not saying I experience a lot of that. There have been some. But most kind of, and I think it's with most guys, are they seem perfectly fine at the start. <laughs> and then? and that's But that's what really bugs me because they must know that behaviour and mm. to limit it. But then once you're in, it's like you're in. Yeah, well, I mean, I know I've spoken <clears throat> freely of my one of my past relationships about I would never have thought that would have happened, but it's very slow and very subtle. Mm. And it, yeah, it's incredible it, the way that it happens. And and for me watching this other woman in, in this situation, I just thought, this is what it looks like from the outside, like where you're just looking in going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, I think I've said in the past too, it's so subtle that I didn't notice it until it, it was a real problem. Mm. So, and I thought I was going crazy. But, yeah, no, so I just, I yeah, had that. Um, <laughs> I just had this thought, like, and I just, it has really sort of, it's really stayed with me 
the last couple of days about the situation. And I thought, oh my god, is this going to be like the marriage <laughs> plebiscite? No, we'll be talking about this at the end of season four. <laughs> we'll always be talking about it. <laughs> no, boo, but I just kind of was like, don't call me that. <laughs> I was just trying to slip it in. Um, That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, it just really stayed with me. I just kind of, it really, I was just like, I did, and I think I said it before, I walked away being really happy that I was myself and that Mm. I didn't need anybody and and that I was happy to be on my own and to go and visit and just be like, okay, bye. You're a woman here, you raw. I am raw. (laughs) (laughs) Promise so, yeah. me you'll never do that again. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was my that was part of my week. Um yeah, so mm. I just thought I'd share that with you and all the listeners. Oh, thanks. Can you believe we're at the end of season three? I absolutely cannot. Okay. We are. So let's move on. <laughs> um season four will be back. Um I think around the end of January, we're going to take some time off. Oh, great. And um, do the Christmas stuff. What do you do for Christmas, Sarah? Nothing really. If I could just stay home on my own, I would. Really? Mm. Do you go and have dinner or lunch? Yeah, like I'll have lunch. Like I'll probably go and stay with my parents Christmas Eve Mm. and maybe Christmas night. It depends whether... My grandmother survives. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be spending the night in prison. True. <laughs> Do you don't have any, like, traditions that you've done no. forever? I've really become very – I used to love Christmas and got into it and wrote presents and got excited about it, but I really don't care much. Probably the last five years. What's changed? I don't know. Seasonal depression? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's seasonal depression. Trixie and Katja. We um we have a lot of traditions on Christmas, my family. It's like we'll, we'll Yeah, go. we talked about this last time we eat. I mean big traditions and stuff. It is a big tradition. <laughs> I didn't put it in last time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um So Sally caught that. Yeah, it's a... An edit. Oh, maybe that's why I never get any fan mail. You cut out all my best parts. Mm. Sure, okay. Um, no, we do. We have a lot of traditions. Um, it is does mostly circle around eating and um, present opening. Um, but we all head to mum and dad's and sit around the Christmas tree and my dad reads out the names and hands out the presents and does it sometimes at such speed that you can't even sort of collect your thoughts because it's just like... Um, but no, we used to go to church, actually, on um, on Christmas Eve, but we don't do that anymore. I thought you used to do that. Yeah, well, we don't go to Mass because we're not Catholic, but it's some oh midnight service. It's such a disdain in your voice. No, I'm just saying we. it's a whole different thing, Mass. Whatever. What are you, a Protestant heretic? <laughs> no. Um, no, but we we don't do that anymore. So um, I don't know why we don't. Probably because everyone's just like eh. atheists. <laughs> Essentially, I think everyone's just like, oh, well, I think Mum would go. Mum has a lot of guilt 
I think, about religion, but um, none that she's passed on. That was the oddest thing. My parents aren't very religious, yet my father likes to go to midnight mass, and he's not even Catholic. Mm. I love the architecture of churches. Like, it's beautiful, like stained glass windows and, and some of the buildings and stuff, but anything else yeah. is... Some of the songs are okay too, but I'd need to be in that kind of meditative state and I'm not often in that where I can just sit and, and let something wash over me that I have such huge, huge issues with. Um, I'm very complicated. That's why I'm... God, just make a joint and go. <laughs> well, I'll go with you if you go. Do you want to go? No. Look at you. No. <laughs> Come on, let's go to church. No. Why? I don't like organized religion. I know. But it might still be fun. Free wine. And the body of Christ. <laughs> what part? <laughs> You're disgusting. <clears throat> All right, Sarah. Well, and of course he was white. But do we know that for a fact? No. Oh, let's not get into that. Because, well, obviously he wasn't because he was from Jerusalem. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So why is the body of Christ white? Wasn't it just a wafer? Yes, but what I'm saying is, well, couldn't be whole meal? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't want the gluten. Maybe they're gluten-free and they can't have whole milk if they're no, gluten-free. No, I think that was a thing like ages ago because they wanted to change it to be gluten-free for those with gluten intolerances, but they wouldn't do it because it was a, you know, thing, requirement. That it has gluten? That it's made how it's made. Ugh, I don't know. That just seems really complicated. Why not just have gluten-free? Oh, priests, this is a church that doesn't let female priests. Mm, the church that I go to does. Yes, you're a Protestant. No, I'm not. What is a Protestant? You're Anglican. Yeah, but that's not Protestant. Yes, it is. <sighs> church of England, sister, is from the Protestant Revolution. Oh, girl. Oh, I have no idea. history. And I don't the care. Age. I don't care. Anyway... Thank you, everybody who has listened this season. Um, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening so that um, you can be back with us for season four. Um, got a couple of interviews up our sleeves there, so it's pretty great. It's been a real honor doing this and having you all listen. Um, makes me feel special. I wish I could say the same about <laughs> working with you. Maybe Brandy Love will be my new co-host oh, next year. Oh, for God's but no, uh, if you if you are listening, um, drop us a line, let us know, write us some reviews. Um, just helps get the word out a little bit more. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Merry whatever Christmas, whatever you celebrate. <laughs> um, I, I hope that this uh, time is. Hope you have somebody to spend it with, whether it's family or friends. Yeah, if um, if you do need to talk to somebody, uh, there's a support button on our. Uh, site it's a round circle it has support in it and if you click on that there's a whole heap of um places where you can go and talk to somebody i think talking to people is great i like doing it you you like doing it don't oh, you sarah really sister <laughs> but talking to professionals i, I think. try to get you to talk to a professional i'm always i love talking to professionals 
I think it's so soothing. Go in and have an yeah. hour. Because you do, you go in and have an hour of just you and go, yeah, this is what's happening. Oh my God. Love that. Yeah, I know. Me too. So if you do need to talk to somebody um, and you don't have anyone around you that you think you can talk to, go check out these people. Um, they're all they're all really good organizations. Thanks for coming, Sarah. No problem. Sorry. Thanks for being my co-host. Oh, thank God this is my last show. Yeah. She's being nice to me. <laughs> Sarah will be back in the new year. We'll Just so see. you know. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Bye. Bye.